It's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the 20th episode of the BBU podcast. My name is TJ, uh, and I'm here with my buddies, Dan and Colin. What's up, guys? How, how are we feeling tonight? Uh, more of the same. I'm feeling holly jolly. You got some Christmas spirit in the air, you know? Yeah, totally. Holiday season right upon us. That's exciting. You got what do you guys ask for Christmas? Anything fun? Uh, anything fun? Did you get the new Assassin's Creed? Uh, no, I bought that for myself a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't help myself. I was I was digging into the other older ones, but I had to get Valhalla. You know what I'm all about. Um, but no, <laughs> no, we're we're old now, so we don't ask for anything fun anymore. It's like I actually like socks now. I want socks. Give yeah. me socks. Yeah. Underwear, socks. Uh, I just want to, you know, maybe like pay my bills on time. <laughs> so someone pay my bills. Can you do that for Christmas? <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? Uh, rent. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. I, I got a hot water heater. I oh, like that. <laughs> that's like a really adult gift. Yeah. yeah. Who gave it yeah. to you? Um, it was a gift between my wife and myself. Oh, so it's not even a gift. <laughs> that's the yeah. worst part. <laughs> Great. And, and I know we, the three of us, you know, we celebrate Christmas, but happy holidays to everybody else out there who doesn't, whatever holidays you celebrate. If you do, if you don't, it's a fun time Colin of year either Festivus. way. What's that? Festivus for the rest of us. Oh, Festivus, of course, of course. The Got feats it. of strength is the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, as always, please make sure to subscribe to Biblically United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the pod and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, last week, we announced a contest with knockaround.com sunglasses. Uh, we had to come up with a name for a nickname for James Bradbury and tag three people. We got some good responses, but it was kind of a shame because it seemed like a lot of people forgot to tag three people in the post. So we did have to throw out a lot of good ones. But I mean, of all the ones we had to we had to go with this one. With, and I don't think this is going to stick, but it was too funny not to pick. So we're wait, 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 with, it, it's wait, not going to stick. Uh, well, okay, well. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> it's going to stick. So uh, we're going to go with James Dingleberry, e- explanation being because he's always stuck on your ass, which is posted by at A-V-E-R-D-I-C-C, uh, Averdick, I suppose. Um, so congrats, man, on, on a funny, good nickname, which I think, you know. It's so good. It's going to stick. No, it's great. It's great. It's and great. We'll it, just it was... have to continue calling him out on there here. Yeah. It was the name that was staring right at us, and we just didn't see it. It's it's sort of, you know, poetic and perfect. Yeah, I think keeping this pod PG maybe stopped us from from thinking in that direction. But I'm glad it, I'm glad sure. we did. I'm glad we have this name now. So yeah, we'll be in touch <laughs> soon about your hundred dollar knock around gift card. And uh, yeah, man, congrats again. So uh, if we want to move on, uh, Dan, um, what, what's up with Gettleman this week? It's it's actually a very exciting time. Uh, if you if you've been on Twitter at all in the past 24 hours, you've seen people calling for Gettleman's name, you know, you know, putting his feet to the fire. And I have been lucky enough to get put in contact. You know, my inside man put me in contact with an even more inside man, and uh, I have an exclusive on the line right now. Barry Lamada, Dave Gettleman's personal personal chef. Barry, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Uh, it's actually Torm. It's Torm Lamada. T-O-R-M. Torm. Thank you. How you doing? That's interesting. Okay, Torm. Yeah, Torm Lamada, and I cook for Dave. I live in a van in his driveway. <laughs> I've been doing it for, 
for four and a half years, been cooking for, wow. for Dave and his family. Can I ask you a quick question, Torm? Yeah, please. I got the inside scoop. What do you got? Does Gabe provide electricity for your van, or are you just out there on your own? I What I do is I hook up straight to his Tesla. <laughs> I take the electricity from that. Every morning, he's got to be pretty upset. <laughs> it's not so bad. I got a hot water. I got a, a little hot plate for my soup. It's nice. So wait, what, what, what kind of food does Gettleman eat? Because I just assumed he was having McDonald's about three times a day with that, with that slim figure he's got. So he does not eat foods that have color. Only white, <laughs> white foods. <laughs> and uh, no spices in the house. No spices allowed in the house. So we don't do spices. And yeah, and uh, he thinks he's a vegan. That's the other thing. That's a big thing. You said he thinks he's a vegan. He's not a vegan. Does that imply something? He's not. What am I going to give him? What am I going to give him? It's all white. I got to give him chicken. I got to give him fish. I got to give him cheese. You can't feed him cauliflower all day. I just tell him, I just tell, I, sh I tell him it's all tofu. He doesn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wait, Dave. if you have to live in his driveway, it doesn't seem like this is a really good paying gig. Is it more of just like, you do it because you love Gettleman and believe in him, or? No, I mean, he, it's a good arrangement. <laughs> I like his family. I like his wife. Oh. <laughs> I got a scoop that's going to blow your socks off. I got a scoop. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Give it to us. I, I'm on here. I'm, I'm risking my life. I'm on here. I, I'm doing this for the, for the people. I came across some documents. I have reason to believe that DG Dave Gettleman is Q. Q from what? the QAnon conspiracy theories? I have reason to believe he's Q. <laughs> Could you elaborate for us? I, what do you mean? I have reason to believe. You don't believe me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What more, what more do you need? That is... I'm telling you, I'm a reputable source. I got you know, it all makes sense, Trump. People don't understand his vision. He gets mad. He goes, he, he drops a, a, it's a Q drop. As soon as, as soon as he gets mad, it's a Q drop. Q -bomb. It's a Q bomb. <laughs> That's a startling revelation. The correlation is there, I'm, I'm sure. We should go back and see when, when these Q bombs come and how it correlates to Daniel Jones' success in the NFL. Yeah, it's all in code. If you, if you, it's, it's really, it's a, what it is, is, is it's a manifesto of how he's run the team if you decipher the code. Oh, so it's actually I see all the Q drops are a roadmap to get to the Giants where they are today. So uh, it sounds like we have a much bigger problem than how our football team has been organized the last couple of years. Colin, you don't know, you don't know that happened. <laughs> oh my this gosh, guy! This guy has more power than God. Oh, wow. I guess that means he's going to be sticking so, around for a while. Well, if he's James Bradbury, I guess it's, uh, Hey, <laughs> um, oh, Torm, well, Torm. Yes, that's right. It's, it's Torm. Torm. Well, Torm, do you have anything else to share with us tonight? Is that short for anything? No, it's short for Torm. <laughs> no, I got nothing to add. DG's a good guy. Is he a good GM? I maybe we'll talk about it. Probably not. But look, he he's kept me gainfully employed. 
um, not not necessarily gainfully, but employed. <laughs> and uh, wait, hang on. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Yeah, yeah, coming right up. Clam chowder? Yeah, you got it, buddy. All right, I got to go. He's hungry. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, man. Have a good one. Thank you, Tarm. All right, keep that cute stuff. To, to just, that's just between us, right? Nobody's going to... Oh, no, 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 no one's like, going to no, hear no, it. No, no. no one's going to hear it. No one's listens to this anyway. All right, boys. You're the best. Thanks, Storm. <laughs> Have a good one. Love the pod. What a great... Wow. What, an, what a great inside scoop. Some, some wild scoop, accusations there. What? Well, well, as we say every week, we'll just have, have to see how this all plays out in the next coming weeks. Somehow I feel better about it's, the team. I don't know why that is, but uh, <laughs> my worries seems, are elsewhere. It seems to make sense. And it's crazy because tonight we actually have two guests with us. So we'd like to uh, bring on our friend Mike. Mike, what's up? How's it going tonight? Guys, that was nuts. Dave is cute. <laughs> I, I Who knew? Know. Who knew? I don't know how we talk about anything else in this pod, you know? <laughs> Where do yeah. we go from here? Um, well, I think the best thing to do would maybe be talk about the Browns game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I and guess I guess that's all we. Yeah, can I guess do. we could get head in there. So uh, Sunday night, uh, prime time for whatever reason that was. Uh, Giants dropped the game to the Browns, twenty to six, and now sit uh, five and nine, which is, um, excuse me, yeah, five and nine, which is still only one game out of first place. Shockingly enough, um, Giants were Sands, Daniel Jones, Jason Garrett, and James Bradbury. We had Freddie Kitchens calling plays. I mean, my my take from this game is basically I think I think they did play better than the score indicated, even though they didn't really play that well. I, I kind of like the game plan they had in place, just running the ball, taking a couple more vertical strikes down the field. I think what it come, came down to mostly is that they really couldn't finish their drives and 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 made some risky play calls early in the game that didn't pay off. And, and I don't like really personally mind the calls in theory, but. Having a punter throwing to a center who's triple covered maybe is not the best game design. I mean, I know maybe you don't ask the punter to go through like progressions when he's doing a trick play, but I I maybe would have just tucked the ball and ran with it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I think, you know, it was fine to do because the Giants did need to be aggressive to put up points against the Browns offense who was really like surging in the last two weeks. They, they scored 40 plus points in their past two games. Giants managed to hold them to 20. I think they played okay. They held a rushing attack that was averaging 150 yards a game to 100. Uh, Baker did tear them up, though. Uh, that's that's obvious. I think probably what, what I really saw without Bradbury being in this game was that the Giants' pass rush is totally predicated on good coverage. Without good coverage, they can't get to the quarterback. And, I, and we actually saw that. Um, the only sack against Baker, he held the ball for, five, I think, about five to six seconds, something like that. I, I really hope whoever's in the GM position, if it's Gettleman otherwise, you know, makes drafting a pass rusher a really priority in the offseason. Um, it's desperately needed for this defense, which is already really good. It'll take this defense to the next level. Um, and my, my only other positives really I see is that, you know, the line played well. Andrew Thomas, you know, negated one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Um, you know, last week we said that the line was going to have to play really well for the Giants to win this game, and it looks like they did. But obviously they didn't win the game. So, Dan, what, ha- what happened here? I mean, we played a team with a good defense, and we started, um, you know, a, a defense bereft of uh, critical playmakers, and we were sort of exposed for the lack of talent on the team. Um, you know, the defense held up fairly well in the beginning, but like you were alluding to before, the secondary isn't the same. We've, we're missing James Bradbury. Um, the We still 
perpetually. I think this is just like a curse of the Giants for perpetuity. We're never going to be able to cover a tight end. You know, their tight ends were open, wide open in the middle. All sort of crossing routes were just available whenever they wanted. Um, and the offense couldn't do, get anything done. The Giants have scored 13 points in the past two games. Uh, there's, there's no sign of improvement. You know, Colt McCoy did an okay job, but he's Colt McCoy. I like the play calling that he got to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. I would have loved to see that with a more capable quarterback like Daniel Jones. Um, but there's, there's really not much to be excited about. I don't think we you know, necessarily deserve to be in the playoff chase, but that's just a, a result of the, the conference we're in. So I think this is you know, more of a, a reality check that, that we got last week, and, and we're not a good team. And there needs, there's way more that's needed on this team than a defensive end. I, I think we need to look at a number of positions, tight end, defensive end. Uh, more, we need a, more players in the secondary um, and just playmakers all around. We have, we have a bunch of serviceable players, but n- no real game changers on the team. And um, it's, it's just glaringly evident when we play you know, real talented, you know, above average teams. We, we just can't hang. Um, and you can't look at the Seahawks game as the regular thing. I think that is an outlier at this point. Wait, why do you need a tight end? Because we just had breaking news that Evan Ingram has made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> which That's is hilarious. the most laughable thing I, I've ever heard in my life. I, who who decides this? Like, Wait, is that, is that real? Yeah, it's fan voted. Ugh. I mean, do we, do we know if anybody else made it? I guess we'll have to we'll have to find out because this is just. Uh, I think we just saw this tweet a few minutes ago, so it should be interesting. I think you know James a couple Bradbury. more guys deserve it. Bradbury, Martinez, maybe um, a couple guys on the line playing well. We'll see. And and Dan, you can't say they don't have yeah. difference makers on defense, though, right? Offense, I, I completely agree with you. Um, they don't really have like game change. Like James Bradbury, Bradbury is playing like a lockdown corner. But that's about it. Like, like our, our our interior defensive line is very strong, but that's not a traditional. Unless you're Aaron Donald, you're not, I wouldn't call you like a game breaker on sure. the inside of the line. Sure. Um, the pass rush isn't there. Like, if we had you know a, a truly do- dominant defensive line, I think we would be able to get a pass rush going, um, regardless of you know amount of you know super lockdown you know secondary. Um, so I, I mean, it, again, all this points to Gettleman, and and I love to see what. Our main man, Mike, thanks. I think, we, Mike, if, before you get into it, can you just give a little, a little scoop on your Giants fandom and, and, and how you're feeling, you know, about this season so far? Yeah, I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a casual, like, casual to slightly above whatever the next serious uh, <laughs> fan. Um, you know, I follow this team. I've followed this team for most of my life. And, you know, I think... Colin opened up the show saying more of the same. It feels like more of the same to me. Um, the thing that really sticks out after last last night's game, and, and I think even before that, is like how much more did the teams in this division need to do to prove that they're not worthy to be in the playoffs? <laughs> but somehow <laughs> these games still matter. Like it's it's kind of like a weird feeling as a as a fan to to like to watch this stuff. Um, yeah. can we, I, so I just I mean, pulled, I just pulled it up though. Like the other tight end, I, I'm so baffled by the Evan Ingram being on the pro bowl thing. The other tight end, uh, for the NFC is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah. What about, yeah. Like what about Robert Tunyon? 
who has like 11 touchdowns or something. Yeah, it's just insane to me. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't feel great about this team or the future. Um, and any takeaways from last night's game? You know, number highlighted things. Um, I'm 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 quite excited going into next week because I have Baltimore defense on my fantasy team, and I think <laughs> they're going to score thirty points in fantasy against this offense. No fantasy that, talk. Oh, that, this is this is worth it. This is that worth literally it. this offense. Literally, I mean, like, I just don't know how they're going to score a touchdown next week. Um, yeah, like, I, I, mean, I agree, TJ. That like you know th- those those play calls were probably needed, but like it's tough to post-rationalize because none of them worked out. <laughs> like they did it more than once and none of it worked out, which makes it really hard to, to, to get behind, you know? Yeah. I mean, not getting a half a yard um, out of Gallman on that, that second uh, fourth down try was, was painful. And to me, like it was so early on in the game, but I was just like, this game is not going to go the way we want to after I saw that. Um, Colin, what was your opinion? What went wrong? What's your analysis of this one? Well, I think this is one of those odd moments where where Dan and I were were very, in our our text message conversations back and forth during the game, we're pretty on the same wavelength with it. Um, And there's a reason for it. There is a positive to be taken away from it from the negative, and you'll know what I mean in a second. Uh, And this goes to uh, Freddie Kitchens in particular as the play caller. I saw a stat where... And, you know, this is different because it's Colt McCoy versus Daniel Jones and what have you. But he averaged, uh, Colt McCoy averaged, it was 7.2 yards uh, for the whole game passing. And Daniel Jones is averaging for the year with mostly Jason Garrett's play calling, 4.7 yards. So that just absolutely blew open the deficiencies that Garrett has he was exposed. It was it was clear that uh, the play calling has enabled or, or, you know, just totally halted any sort of progress that could have been made for down the field passing. So, yeah. And you know what? It, it, the positive is we're seeing it now and it's clear. So I didn't mind a lot of the stuff that went on last night with um, <clears throat> with Freddie Kitchens. I, I thought the aggressive play call was great. I think they were trying to punch above their weight and being real about themselves. So, hey, we lose. At least we're going to lose trying instead of losing conservatively. And, yes, I agreed with you, TJ, with the, with not going for the points. But guess what? Game probably would have ended 20-6 to 6 regardless if we got those uh, those field goals in the beginning. Or 20-9. to 9. What what does it really matter? Uh, where it went wrong is just, yeah, the, the bere- what is it? Not bereavement, but what's the, whatever the word for bereft, but in a different way. You know what I mean? The lack of talent. Talent bereft team is what you're Well, just for? not having any real good players on the team, by and large, is gonna it's gonna show up against the teams that are actually good. And it sh- it was a pretty glaring example last night. So, again, I disagree with your assessment on defense. Well, okay. <laughs> well, so TJ, I I don't mean the defense is bad. It's just. I guess they're they're made to look bad when you have an offense that's this bad, and that's the unfortunate thing. Well, yeah, when they you know they're gassed, yeah. they're on the field Absolutely. all game. At the time of possession is always a critical stat in yeah. football, and the Giants are always behind. And I think let me, let me pull it up right here. It was thirty four minutes to twenty five fifty seven, and the Giants just didn't have enough opportunities with the ball. Really, what it comes down to, yeah. also. Yeah, well, that's because um, they can't yeah, hold I mean, onto the ball. Yeah. 
Yeah, that too. Which is again, why is Dion Dion Lewis returning kicks when he's fumbling again? I mean, that that was a good return, but thank God they jumped on it. If you can't hold on to the ball, it doesn't matter how far you can yeah. run. You know, I, it looked like he was going to fumble that return, the good one. That ball looked loose in his hand in that one. You know what I, I want to see? I want to see Joe Webb, who was a quarterback, a convert, and he's on the practice squad. Get him up. He get was. Him, no, get he him, was in the game. Get him returning. He, uh, he oh, was, they brought him up. Good, good. Well, no, he was he was uh, he was like a kick return, like he was <laughs> blocking. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah. he's more of a gunner than a returner, but I mean, oh, he's anybody. not a gunner either. <laughs> just, just, no, he's a quarterback. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's a guy. A, he's a body. He's a, he's a yeah. body. He's a body. Uh, all right. Well, you know, if we want to kind of look forward to the remaining schedule, um, the Giants have the Ravens and the Cowboys coming up. Uh, Ravens, as Mike said. Um, so the Ravens sit at nine and five, and they're in third place in the AFC West, which is funny because the Giants are in third place in the NFC East, and they have the opposite record at five and nine. So you know they're both in a very similar boat here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Baltimore is actually only twenty fourth in total offense, which is like a weird thing to me. I thought they were better than that. I know Lamar's regressed a yeah. little bit, um, but you know he's he's not playing as well as he did last year, I guess, and they're not really running the ball as well as they did last year, and have a good crazy good rushing attack. Um, but their defense is ninth overall. So, I mean, in terms of, like, how the Giants can win this game, in my mind, I, I don't know if they can. Um, I guess the best thing that you think about is, you know, you have Blartinez kind of QB spy Jackson, make him throw the ball. I mean, he can throw the ball. We've seen it plenty of times. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll just go out, of, go out and just assume the defense is going to probably play pretty well. Um, but really, it just comes down to what, like, the Giants – perpetually 31st ranked offense is going to put out on the field. I mean, if Jones come back, it would be nice to see him get the blocking that Colt McCoy has gotten in the two games he started. So I think if they can run the ball, I say this every week, if they could run the ball, if they can block and then Jones, you know, comes back and he's healthy and he can make some plays and throw They can stay aggressive, throw the ball downfield, play action, quarterback option. Um, they're going to have to vary the offensive game plan. Um, more so than they have been. I think that's the only way. And and I really, it's it's a small chance. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on this game, Colin? Well, I, I think it's it's an opportunity to do some weird stuff. You're bringing up Joe Webb from before, get weird with it. Get him into the playbook a little bit and have have. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. You laugh like why like not, why right? not like make it a little bit fun. I don't know. It, it it's not going to really go anywhere. And I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, don't even worry about Dan Danny coming back. Have have McCoy actually start another week why not the only thing that i want to happen for the rest of this season is beating dallas if we don't do anything else then i'm okay because then record is is garbage the the pick will be better and we take it to dallas just once and i i'd be happy with it uh lamar jackson he's he's just he's too he's i just envision him destroying us with the running and the passing it's just i don't know I mean, the defense is going to show up, yes. There's In the beginning, especially, because that's what we seem to do. Uh, beginning of games, they're fresh, everybody's good, everyone's making the tackles, and then the offense doesn't pull up there into the, uh, the bargain, and you see the defense start getting gassed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have it's, no question. Does, do, yeah. do we know if Jason Garrett is expected to be back? Like, did he have COVID? Yeah, he has COVID. So you'd think he would be yeah. out for two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I he, actually think that gives them a better chance. I agree. I agree. Because if you have Jason Garrett calling just like the vanilla offense that he has been all year, that Ravens defense is going to yeah. just annihilate us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like there's not a lot of hope for this game. I don't think... I feel like the defense matches up relatively well against a, a strong you know, Ravens offense. Um, but we've proven that we were able to contain mobile quarterbacks a little bit in, the, in that Arizona game and in the Seattle game. But uh, I think they're just going to get worn down, similar to the way the Browns played us. Uh, they're going to pound the ball a lot. And, you know, as Chubb broke off one big run and, and uh, Hunt had, like, two decent runs, I think they're between Jackson and Dobbins and uh, Gus Edwards. They're going to they're gonna break off enough uh, to, to score way more than we can. The Giants are scoring no points per game. When, we, when was the last time we had a touchdown? Two games we, ago. Two games ago, and that was one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I just looked up Evan Ingram's stat line because I couldn't believe he's in the Pro Bowl. He has one touchdown and 500 yards, and he's in the Pro Bowl. Tell me, t- tell me how someone like him gets in the Pro Bowl, but someone like Blake Martinez doesn't with all the tackles. Martinez didn't get in. Logan Ryan didn't get in. Jabril Peppers didn't get in. Dexter Lawrence didn't get in. Leonard Williams well, didn't get in. Bradbury is the only other guy. I mean, I think at least one of those guys would have been deserving. Leonard Williams, deserving. I think, yeah. I, yeah. He he deserves to be in that. It's because the team's bad, and and they're bad to watch, and nobody likes them. That's really what it is. That no, when you're not on a winning team, they, people don't vote yeah. for you. Even if you're, I mean, I think that's you give credit to Bradbury for getting in because you know at least he's making noise and people noticed him. So that's cool. It is what it is. But I mean, when I look at the rest of the season, um, I think that it's going to come down to like the last game against the Cowboys being a play-in game anyway for the playoffs. I don't know if Washington wins this week. Um, and and <laughs> it's so funny. So regardless of if they drop this game or not, I think they can still make the playoffs if they beat Dallas. Obviously, that's predicated on a bunch of stuff. What was that crazy um, – one of you guys texted it last night, um, that crazy playoff scenario. Or you texted it after the game, Dan? Oh, I, I don't – there's so many. Um I, I I can't recall right. Oh, now. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it was uh, it it was. I got it right here. It's um. Here's the the current champ. I know that's not it. Never mind. I think it was it was Evan Roberts or something saying something uh, along the lines of just you know losing here, losing there, still beating Dallas and being six and ten like we talked about from the beginning. Giants yeah. lose to Baltimore, beat Dallas. Dallas beats Philadelphia. Carolina beats Washington. Philadelphia beats Washington. Giants win the division at six and ten. So yep. not impossible. I mean, we'll see. I I just don't like how they've been playing the last two games. Really, on I mean, offense all year. It's just a tough game against the Ravens. I just don't. I just don't see it. Um, but I mean, maybe maybe NFL Santa. That scenario starts with them losing to Baltimore. And yes, I mean maybe NFL Santa will will grant me my wish of the Giants making the playoffs. Um, if you if you had NFL Santa to grant you one wish, Dan, what would that wish be? I think I know the answer. I mean, I I think yeah, uh, you can say it. Uh, you would like Dave Gettleman to continue to be the GM of the New York Giants. <laughs> yes, yes. No matter what, Getty stays in, so we can have all this. Uh, you know, fruitful comedic material. No, it'd be Gettleman gone with a, with a cherry on top of also getting Jason Garrett out of there too. But Gettleman gone number one. Um, yeah, yeah. What about you, Colin? Uh, I mean, I, that that's that is the 
the absolute best scenario, and I, I would like to jump on that as well. I, I, I'd love to yeah. come up. You don't have to think of something else. It's the right answer. It, it, it's, it's no, the, I, it's I, the... I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. That's what I, we, we discussed it, you and I, and that's like our, our ultimate dream right now is, is, and even sneaking into the playoffs and still having those guys gone. I don't even care about the pick at that point. That would just be like, all right, they, despite what's going on, they made the playoffs and the guys are gone. How, how much do you think if the Giants make the playoffs, does that increase Gettleman's chances of keeping his job? Probably more than it should. Yeah, definitely. Here, here's a thought I just had. Uh, I, Mike, I went to college with Mike, and he has this uncle, Trom, who I think uh, like works for Gettleman some way. Uh, I was wondering if Mike could get us some like Gettleman body debris, like whether it's like dried skin or hair, we can make like a Gettleman voodoo doll. Oh, are you talking about my uncle, my uncle Torm? Torms, yeah, not Trom. Sorry, Torm. Have you seen him recently, or is he just sort of? I, I can talk to him. I could, I could, I could hook right, this up. Right. Let us know. Maybe we could. I don't know how else to influence. I, this see, I, th- I agree with that. We should get, we should get something of that. But instead, we should clone Gettleman to be the GM of two <laughs> NFL franchises. Yes. Nobody in my family has seen Torm since like 2007. Though he's living in a van on uh, McLean Ave in, in Yonkers. <laughs> <laughs> man Torm um, what, a, what, a, what a gentleman can I, can I just read a, a stat that, that Ian posted from Big Blue United uh, the Giants as a team have 9 passing touchdowns this season and 10 interceptions that's so bad we have less we, have, we don't even have not even that we have a lot of interceptions we just have so little touchdowns that we're 10 is, is more than I it. mean, what starting quarterback has less than 10 touchdown passes? A passing touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ones that don't play in the NFL anymore. Um, <laughs> I feel like nine, nine TDs and 10 interceptions is what Jameis Winston had after like three games last year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who, who's got the, the worst offense uh, besides the Giants in the NFL? The Jets. Yes, they do. Wow, and they won, and then they lost. They're they're not in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes anymore. Well, I guess Which they is still the are. funniest thing. But I would I would just love to see Trevor Lawrence on the Jaguars. That that's a fun fun thing for me. I think. Why seeing the seeing the Jets lose out on him after after winning a meaningless game at the end of the year is just too perfect. Well, what were the Rams doing? What was that? I would I would say that the Jets beating the Rams is way more impressive than the Giants beating the Seahawks. Maybe you're right. I mean, I think Frank Gore really. Uh, He's 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 a great leader, and he he willed his way into the end zone a few times. So. <laughs> oh, he must be a really good locker room guy. Oh, great locker room guy. Very high. We should we, very high motor. We should we should see if we could trade uh, uh, a Dion Dion Lewis and like Daniel Jones for Frank Gore. You think <laughs> they do it? You think the Jets do it for the culture? Yeah, for for the locker room guy for the chemistry culture. I've heard Adam Gase has like a weird love affair for Frank Gore. I, I don't think you could get him for for that price tag. <laughs> Well, now. Maybe they'll take Jones for Darnold straight up. I mean. I don't know how much that, better that is, but I feel bad for Darnold, man. But, it, I mean, me too. he got, and they even asked him at the press conference, oh, what do you think about how you guys don't have the number one pick anymore? He's like, I'm just trying to win games, dude. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him go to the Patriots or something and, and be, like, real, not real good, but, but good. I can see him having, like, a Tannehill type resurgence on another team. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a talented guy. Tannehill. 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 <laughs> That's how all, all the uh, all the the men who are fifty years old and above say his name. Teeny Hill. <laughs> um, anything else in the NFL this week that that interests you guys, I, Dan? I, I know you, uh, you you are watching the Eagles game, and, and what, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? 
I actually didn't watch the Eagles game, but I watched uh, Fantasy Tracker, and uh, I was hoping to get your thoughts if anyone has access to SportsCenter or something. But uh, it, you know, is it, after two games, he's looked pretty impressive from what I gather, uh, his stat line and, and the highlights I saw. Um, yeah, was it 350 yards, three TDs? Yeah. No chance for Carson Wentz to play this year, I wouldn't think. I don't know how you'd give it back to him. Um, you know, basically, here's my question. When RG3 came into the league, we all had a collective, like, oh, no moment. Like, this is going to be the, the worst thing as a Giants fan for the rest of our lives. Are, are we feeling any of those concerns uh, with this emergence of Jalen Hurts moving forward? I'd say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I disagree, actually. Like, I... Yeah, sure. He had he had a couple good stat lines. Um, it's only the second game, and I want to see once teams get film on him if he can still keep putting stats like that. I'm sorry, Connor. What were your thoughts about that? No, no, no. That, that's fair. I actually wanted you to say that because I, I, it's just it's it's like almost what we deserve for him to just blow up and just be the guy. And I, I'm actually more curious to see what ends up happening with Wentz because he's he can't be long for that city anymore at this point. He, he asked for a trade. Yeah, good. Good, get him out. Yeah, the thing is, who's going to trade for him? He's he's terrible. The contract's so big. Yeah, the, the yeah, it's a bad contract. I'm sure there's plenty of coaches that think they can save him. Uh, Mike, who do you who rather have, Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones? I mean, it's hard to say Daniel Jones <laughs> at this moment. Like, obviously, we have to see, wait and see with Jalen Hurts. But like, dude, he's he's pretty. He he was he's kind of showed like Mahomesian level like game-changing ability in that yeah. last game. And that, and that was the second game. So also with the pieces on that offense, which are basically non-existent, he's throwing the ball all around the field. And it wasn't just with his legs this last game. I mean, and the Cardinals defense, like, dominated the Giants when they played them. <laughs> Obliterated us, <dude. laughs> So, I mean, the Eagles aren't a good team either. And Jalen Hurts managed to do that, so... They have the Cowboys this Hurt. week, and we all know the Cowboys' defense is trash. So, oh, yeah. Hurts had 11 carries for 63 yards, averaging 5.7 yards a carry and a rushing touchdown. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think a tr- the trend that is obviously emerging is that having a quarterback that is athletic and create on his on his legs, no matter how good he is in the pocket, is becoming a necessity in the NFL with how fast defenses are and how spread out the offense is. Um, so that's basically the only thing that I feel like that's the thing that everyone's hanging their hat on with Daniel Jones is that he's been able to, you know, break off a couple of runs here and there. Um, but that's that's becoming the baseline almost. And I think you need, you know, on top of having some athletic ability, you have to be accurate and not throw infinity interceptions every year or fumble every game. <laughs> that's because you didn't see you probably didn't see uh, Andy Dalton just rip it up from the pocket. This week, this week against the Niners, it was what a game! I watched the whole thing. It, it was terrible. I bet. <laughs> Nick Mullins versus Andy Dalton. What a what a, what an exciting football game! Yeah, well, the Cowboys are a team that lost their quarterback early in the season and are have a better record than the Giants right now, who you know didn't totally lose their starting card. They have the same they have so. the same record, but they do have the tiebreaker. Um. Yeah. Right. They're ahead of them in the standings, is what I meant. Um, so I guess before we uh, we head out, um, what is the final score of this Ravens game, Dan? Um, what the Ra- the Ravens put up forty points this week on the Jags, which isn't saying a lot. Um, but you know, what's the difference between the Giants and the Jags? 
Uh, I'll say four wins. The def- the defense keeps it close. Uh, cl- keeps the score down. I don't think it's going to keep it close. I think that I think we can look at twenty four to thirteen Ravens. Okay, Mike. Can I go last so I can be the contrarian? Sure, Colin. Uh. I think Dan is way more positive than I am, and that's nice how, uh, you know, the, the tables turn a little bit. I, I'd say that the Ravens score no less than 28, so I'm going to go with 28. Uh, and we we scored our, our first touchdown in, in two or three weeks. Yes, it is uh, 28 to 10. <laughs> Will that touchdown save Gettleman's job? Oh, for sure. John Mayer is salivating. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Giants are not gonna score a touchdown, but I think Graham Gano is gonna have a stellar day, and the Giants lose this game twenty-four to nine. Nice. All right, Mike. I, there's always this, these Giants games where they completely surprise you, and I actually thought that that was gonna be this week against Cleveland. I thought they were gonna come out and be really competitive, and and if not win the game, keep it really really close. And the Ravens' offense has been not great. Over the past six weeks, they they blew up last week, but that was the Jags. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the scripts and say that they the Giants keep it pretty close and lose sixteen to thirteen. Wow! All right, that look at the positive attitude. Amazing. There you go. Go out on a high note. <laughs> well, it's like the only way that game can be close is if it's really ugly, and I think yeah. it has to be. Well, maybe maybe the weather will be bad this weekend. If it's like snowing or something, and everyone has to run the whole time, I'd love that. I'd, I'd go for it. Yeah, give it to the ball man. Yeah, let's see a lot of Gallman. That's what I mean. I, don't, I always want to see a lot of Gallman. Yeah, you guys know that about me. Oh yeah, handsome man. I love it. The ball man. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, check out knockaround.com for any last minute gifts you might need. And we will see you next time. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's good to have you, Mike. Thank you. Take care.